Hello, everyone, and welcome to Roll Up. Welcome back to Roll Up, the official Phil Singer Games podcast. I am your co-host, Sam Fain. I am joined, uh, we wouldn't have it any other way, by Todd Jorschel and Mike Molesky. Mike, how are you doing? Hey, man, it's great to have the band back together. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm a little, you know, a little hurt tonight. You know, you just, you know, got something with my throat. I'm not sure what's going on, but I could not miss this reunion. No way. Are you going to say, I'm, excuse I'm me while I clear my throat? Is that the... <laughs> the a little exactly. <laughs> Mike is the epitome of punctuality <laughs> and fellowship. Um, Todd, how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing great. So, uh, so happy to be back with you guys here. Absolutely. Me too. Me too. You know, Mike, I got a little in common with you, probably from uh, different sources. Uh, the place is filled with sawdust. Uh, so I got a little, little bit of the dry throat as well, nursing, nursing some water over here. Um, <clears throat> that's right, ladies and gentlemen, I come to you from the new house, as many of you uh, might remember from previous podcasts and conversations that I've had. We were in the process of buying a new house, restoring said house, and moving into the house. And it is uh, finally, uh, we're in. I won't say we're we're done, but we're in and uh, we're beginning the unpacking and uh, finishing up some of those small projects. A couple of large projects still linger, but that's okay because we're in, we're comfortable, we're happy. I got a king size bed. Uh, <laughs> and uh, most importantly, the kids, especially Hattie, uh, are just loving being in this new space, loving their new rooms, and uh, the prospect of opening a bunch of boxes of old toys, which are now new toys again. Um, so every day is like Christmas. Um, I certainly wanted to take a moment uh, at the very top here to uh, address the absence of roll up uh, and specifically my absence from the community and from this podcast and being around to host the podcast. Um, it has been a very difficult time for me and it has been a difficult time really since this past October, I'd say October, November. And it was easy enough to kind of get through it and, and, you know, do, do the thing because there were plenty of things kind of keeping it afloat. Um, obviously the work on the uh, last edition of FTR uh, going through into the big uh, holiday releases. And of course the perennial in January provided a lot of motivation in that respect. But I certainly recognize that the last couple of episodes of roll up, especially the last one that we recorded, I was just going through the motions and it had nothing to do with my wanting to continue on with the podcast or being a part of the community. It just had to do with the fact that I didn't have anything left in the tank. I didn't have anything left to give to Phil Singer games. And I know some people are well aware that I continued to do fates wide wheel but there were a lot of obligations to Fate's Wide Wheel, not the least of which that's the first podcast I ever did. Over five and a half years ago, we started that and ran through the classic series. And the fact that this revival series came along meant that things were current again. And it was something that we enjoyed and we made a lot of really great connections and uh, had a lot of really cool special interviews 
but there definitely felt like there was an obligation there. Um, we had Patreon supporters. Um, there was just a lot on the table and it was something that I didn't really feel like walking away from for a number of reasons. And I made a lot of really good friends out of it as well, uh, including people who worked on the show. So it was, it was important to keep that going. And uh, if that is something that ruffles feathers or upsets anyone, I do apologize actually, um, because it certainly was never my intent, but that was the thing that I started with. And it was the thing that enabled me to even go on and do another podcast, which of course connected with me with Todd and the rest, as they say, is, is history. In addition to that, my father was very ill and it hadn't become clear how ill he was uh, until around the holidays. And shortly after that, he entered the hospital and he was in the hospital for about 12 weeks. And during that time in the hospital, it looked like rehabilitation was a possibility. Treatment was a possibility. And then things just rapidly declined. And I had one of the hardest phone calls I've ever had with a doctor who told me we're in a phase now where comfort is what we can offer, that there's not going to be a way to get him back. And he'd been lost to us for quite a while, frankly. It had been a few years since he had really seemed himself. And we had a very complicated relationship. Uh, I've been very open about my own personal struggles, and a lot of those relate to the relationship that I had with my father. He was an abusive alcoholic, and there was a lot of trauma that was inflicted on myself and the rest of my family due to him. And as I worked through that over the past few years, it became clear that I had to draw pretty strict boundaries. And it was difficult because obviously his health was failing. So I wanted to be there as much as I possibly could for him. But in the end, it was impossible to be there. He was 700 miles away. I was in the midst of this move. And as we were told that there was really no more treatment uh, options available to us, he was moved into a care facility to receive hospice treatment. And he was there for less than a week. And last Tuesday, I received a phone call from my sister as I stood in a U-Haul truck after just putting down a box. And she told me those two simple words, he's gone. And that is the reason why this has been such a struggle in so many ways. And it's the reason why I've not been around. I want to thank everyone for their understanding. Um, certainly Todd and Mike for being there for me. Todd sent me, even though he didn't think it was the most wonderful, perfect, short message via text the day that my dad died. And it was the one out of all of the messages that I was receiving that broke me that day. Um, there is no doubt that the community here has always been very important to me, and there's no doubt that I've been able to rely on their support as much as I've tried to give something back through the podcast and through the interviews and even through the few signings that I've been able to make or connections that I've been able to make. Um, obviously, I uh, want to give a huge shout out to everyone over at our um there's a lot of people to name, quite frankly, and uh, it would take it would take too long, but I'm certainly going to try. But Chad, Corey, Tim, Stu, um, Chris Guest, Pariah, Barry Walsh, uh, Zeke Gould, um, all, all all of them uh, have been extremely supportive during this entire time, not just after my father passed, but even before. So, with that said. It has not been easy. 
And the thought of getting back to this podcast had been at times the furthest thing from my mind, but it had always been in my mind. And the conversations with Todd and Mike were always ones looking toward the future. And we just didn't necessarily know when that would be. Um, as for anything else, uh, as for anything you may have heard or read, um, it's simply not true. The truth is what I just told you. So I would appreciate any understanding. And I hope that that goes hand in hand with me not providing any sort of explanation prior to this. Um, because it just wasn't something I had in my bones to do. Um, it's going to be uh, an interesting process, getting back into the swing of things, getting back into doing this again, doing the podcast, being involved. But that is certainly the trajectory. Um, I'm here and I am not going anywhere. And I'm looking forward, of course, to the next virtual con and interviewing Joe Malenko, who is an excellent individual. I had the chance to talk to him in Waterloo last year, and he was just fantastic. So uh, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. And thank you so much for your patience. And let's do a podcast. It's kind of like the Macy's Day Parade. Like, let's have a parade. Let's do a podcast. <laughs> let's have a parade. You're <laughs> <laughs> here. here. <clears throat> oh, well, welcome so, back, um, Sam. Great, great to have you back. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, all right. Well, we got a lot to talk about, and we're not going to get to it all tonight. Uh, <laughs> first things right off the bat, I just want to say, Todd and I have talked about this. We've talked about it with Mike, obviously, as well. Um, we are absolutely going to talk about FTR. We are. Um, we're not going to do it tonight. <laughs> we just don't have the bandwidth I don't um, think we can get to all the current stuff tonight. So. I know, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I, I know that that is, that is something months ago that we had talked about, uh, but I just want to get that out of the way right now. We're not going to get there tonight. Um, hopefully sometime in the next few weeks, we'll be able to talk a little bit more about it, have something uh, tangible uh, to discuss. And also, of course, you know, overview the the, the previous uh, release as well. Um, but uh, tonight is not that night. So uh, apologies if that's what you were looking forward to. Um, we should have waited. We yeah. should have saved that to the end of the podcast, Sam. That was bad planning on our part. <sighs> well, I figured. Oh, come on the whole time. Now, do you right? Let's be, let's be transparent. Let's, well, you know what, but let's also be honest here. I mean, if I thought that was going to scare people off, I would have totally saved it to the end. But it's not going to scare people off because we've got... No, I meant they might have stayed on longer, Sam. They might Now they might <laughs> yeah. shut us off. You know, this could be like the, the uh, our, our, our friends over at Uncharted Territories having Grant turn off their uh, podcast last week. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I, you know, uh, uh, we've got so much good stuff to talk about, of course, including future shock and legends of wrestling. We're going to save indies for a little bit later too. Uh, again, there's just so much to talk about. Um, let's go ahead and just start with a little bit of legends talk, uh, and, and, and save future shock kind of for our, our main event. Uh, the legends ladies set, uh, number three is coming and it is looking so good. I mean, what a diverse roster of women to include, uh, in the legends game line. 
line. And I'm I'm thrilled. I'm so excited. Uh, you know, seeing uh Cora Combs, um, you know, is that the first name that was dropped? Uh it, it's just so exciting. Um, you know, here's someone who has such a, a rich history uh, going back to the 40s. Uh, and I think it just adds such a wonderful layer uh, to your Fed. Um, certainly gives you uh, you know, someone to uh to, to pair up with uh, other wrestlers of, of that golden era um or of course you know bring her kicking and screaming into the future and see how she pairs up with some of the other names including names like luna vachon and china uh it's right, gonna be Joni Joni hey i can say china on the podcast <laughs> um <laughs> but uh uh and of course uh debbie malenko i'm super excited about um with with her uh, joshi background uh debbie combs of course also um uh, cora combs daughter uh being a member of the set and uh vivian vachon um luna's aunt being in there as well uh and shirley black um being uh uh to round out the set so i'm really really looking forward to it i think the art that we've seen has just been fantastic i think luna's art is probably my favorite um but you know that's that's not by a huge margin because again there's just some really wonderful wonderful art in the set including debbie i think debbie combs's art is great as well um todd what are your thoughts on this set no, I, I think it's fantastic. I mean, I, I will fully admit there's a couple names in there I was not aware of, but definitely was really cool kind of, you know, and, and doing some of the the write-ups there, really learning about them, uh, like uh, like uh, you know, Debbie and Cora Combs, really kind of knowing more about them and their history and, and and even Debbie starting, you know, having her first match against her mom there, uh, kind of a cool cool little fact. Uh, but yeah, obviously, you know, the, the headliners there with uh, with Joni Lawler and, uh, and, and Luna, I I mean, you really can't beat that. Um, it just uh, amazing addition. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Jacqueline too. Yeah, yeah. We already had Jacqueline. That was the one. Yeah, the first one we announced. Yeah, that's right, Miss Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the uh, actually, no, it's Jacqueline now. <laughs> well, there we go. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no. I mean, yeah, all three of those names are, are huge. But yeah, I, I think I think every I think once we. Uh, you know, I think some people were kind of maybe thinking along the lines of Luna, but I don't think anybody saw China coming. That that was the one that really kind of that threw everybody for a loop, uh, which which was great. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and I think that you know the the thing that's that's unfortunately I think sad about it is is that we've got these two uh, stars from the past, you know, like thirty years, and neither one of them are, are here uh, anymore. And so, as always, the ability to to pay tribute to them, you know, and honor their legacy, because I think both Luna and and Joni had, um, you know, pretty pretty huge uh, um, impact on what we've seen from women's wrestling, and it's all the more remarkable, especially for Luna, when you consider the fact that she was kind of hamstrung by the fact that it was such a male dominated uh, um, attraction at the time that she wasn't able to even get in the ring as often as she wanted to. Um, and I think that both Luna and Joni, one of the things that that is important to remember is that they both also they saw no barrier between wrestling men or women. They, they just wanted to wrestle. Uh, they, they had no issues wrestling uh, men at all um, wanted to do it, you know, uh, felt like it was, it was just as much their place to step in the ring uh, with a man as anyone else. So uh, I think that that's also something to, to be applauded. You know, it's something obviously from a lot of our Indies releases, there are plenty of women that uh, take, take part in intergender matches, but um, they were certainly ahead of their time in, in a lot of ways. Mike thoughts on legend, uh, legendary ladies. I think they're awesome. Um, I mean, I, I do think this is the the best of the three uh, legendary ladies 
products that we've put out and with all due respect to the others, they were all great. Um, but this one, you know, I think has um, a little bit of something for everyone, as you said earlier, I, I think that this is, is really good. we got some, I'll call it modern star power. We've got some, I mean, you know, Cora Combs, uh, Vivian Vachon. I mean, th- those are some great names. Um, and, and, you know, like Debbie Malenko being sort of one of those, like you learn something new names for, at least from my perspective, yeah. mm. like I didn't know much about her at all. No. Um, and, you know, it's, it's what I love about the game is that you do learn so much about the history. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, Shirley Black is certainly a name that I wasn't super familiar with. Um, you know, I, I had obviously had heard of most of these other names, um, but you know, having the opportunity to get a little bit more familiar with like Debbie, uh, you know, Debbie Combs, and and uh, I, I just again, it's always a great opportunity to to learn more. You know, fill in some of those blind spots, um, and it's it's just again, it's a testament to the work that the team does in order to not only get these names signed, but also then to produce such high quality cards to represent them well within the you know the, the confines of the game. And I, I think that you know, getting the chance to read about the personalities before we get the cards is always such a joy. Again, you know, just enriching that history, but. Sometimes it's when you actually see those cards and you start to just realize their place in the tapestry of professional wrestling history and their place in the tapestry of the game as well um, is is super cool. It's one of the you know it's one of my favorite things about legends. I, I, I think that the you know the the stratification is is so well said and the work that goes into it is so well done that you just have an instant feel for kind of where someone's going to sit on on your card. Um, and uh, again, that's just a testament to the great work that the legends team does. Yeah, there, I mean, it's just it's outstanding. And having seen the the cards, and I'm actually looking at proofs sitting here on my desk as we do this podcast. Um, like you said, uh, Sam, the guys did a great job. I think that they've captured the the essence of the wrestlers as I know them. And it's um, I'm looking forward to rolling. So you know, I'm I'm just looking forward to Joni showing up in my Fed because that's going to have something's going to happen there. Yeah, <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. how can it not? How can it not? Uh, speaking of showing up in your fed, uh, let's talk about future shock. Let's talk about your fed. Let's talk about the CWF. Um, 2118 is, is coming very soon. Uh, the, the release is imminent along of course with legendary ladies and best of the Indies 2023. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. It's been a while, um, you know, since we had a future shock set put in front of us and, uh, there's a lot of great stuff, uh, coming. I, you know, I full disclosure had the opportunity to, to take a look at it ahead of time. Uh, I'm going to try to pull some spoilers out of you, uh, so that, uh, we can get people even more excited than they already are. Um, but let's, let's kick things off, um, with the, you know, the announcement that was made for Samuel from, uh, uh, the boys from Mechatoid, um, which was, you know, of course, initially a, a, a prime release, um, as much as you can and as much as you're willing what can you tell us about this, uh, this update? Well, I guess, first off, one of the things that, you know, future shock, the whole line is, is it's, it's a, a bit of a, a tribute to things Tom has done. Um, and, you know, one of the things I loved about Tom going back to pretty early on was the way characters could progress. And he didn't just have guys start at the top of the card and get an upgrade like Star Warrior did, um, but also, you know, Ursa Major, who winds up going from literally the bottom 
you know, up into, you know, mid-card, you know, upper mid-card tag status. Um, and I always felt like the the CWF needed some guys like that. And and Samuel, um, you know, I really, I enjoyed his character right from the beginning. Like, I really liked him. Werner captured what I wanted him to be, like, with that first piece of art. And so it made it really easy to to have him be sort of one of those guys who would progress. Um, and, you know, I guess he's progressing as I, I think the teaser said, something's got him a little upset. And, uh, I think, you know, it, when you see what happens, you'll understand it. If you, if it was you, you'd be upset too. So that's, that's sort of a spoiler. Not really. Not, not we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll have to do better. You'll have to do better it, later. It treads, it, 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 it treads. Uh, well, here's, here's a question I could ask you. Uh, will sure. we see, uh, Christoph and hero also getting, uh, updates in the set? Ooh, now you're asking for spoilers. Um, <laughs> real spoilers. I, okay. They're I mean, mentioned in the set, though, right? They're definitely uh, part of the story. Okay. Definitely part of the story. And, I mean, I will just say this. From the very beginning, I had intention of updating all three of them. So, kind of skirting that line again, aren't I? I mean, whether or not it actually happened. Yeah, why not just say intention? it? Can we just say it? Yeah, they're getting updated. Yeah. Yeah. Just tell everybody they're getting updates. Look, it's it's awesome. I mean, I just I love the story. Uh, I, I think one of the things that I said off mic before we started recording is that beforehand we had these you know these three kind of lower mid card guys um, that were interesting enough, had a good look, you know, decent cards, uh, but weren't obviously for good reason, fully fleshed out in any way. And now I feel like I know exactly who these guys are. I know exactly what they want. Uh, there's interesting stuff happening. Uh, there's, there's conflict. Uh, uh, there's, you know, there's just everything that you want from good character development. And it was so, it was so great to see. It was so great to read. It was honestly, it was probably one of my favorite parts, um, of the story. Um, even though, and this is, you know, this is a testament to everything else that's going on. It was not, it certainly was not the biggest thing uh, going on, um, in the story at all. Uh, so let's, let's talk about, uh, some of those other previews that, that, that got dropped in the interim between, uh, our last recording session. Um, the, you know, the teaser that was released, uh, back in February at 20th, uh, was for Gorak and, uh, yeah, you know, again, it's hard to say much, um, without, without spoiling. So I'll just, I'll just put it to you. Uh, Mike, what can you tell us about Gorak, uh, that, that hasn't already been put out there and, um, yeah, we, you know, what we might be seeing. Well, I, I think first off, um, I think uh, Stu will be happy that it's not a green-skinned alien. Um, you know, <laughs> it, it just just throw a little love over to Uncharted Territories. Um, you know, we, I, you know, you try and, it, it, you know, it's hard because you, you, you don't want to just fall into uh, the trap of making a, a scary green alien, right? That That's sort of easy to do. And, and, um, but you also want some variety. It is a, you know, a vast multiverse we're sort of playing in here. So I wanted somebody who had a different look. I think he really kind of captured it. Um, and, you know, I'll just say that I'm not saying where he's from and I'm not, I'll say that in, in the card, the card in the booklet, and you don't know where he's really from. Um, so I, I'd like there to be, you know, a little bit of, uh mystery behind some of our characters and and he's going to have one but um and i may have uh, 
did I did I say in the teaser that he's uh, getting a tag team partner? You did. You did indeed. No. Oops. Yeah, he's getting a tag <laughs> team partner. So, um, you know, he's he's and it's another new guy um, who has not been teased. Um, but you'll see they fit together really well. Um, you know, they're going to go after, um, you know, fraternity. So it'll it'll nice. be interesting. It'll, it'll be an interesting fight. There's a lot of uh, emphasis, even even more so in some ways, I think, than the previous sets where, you know, clearly we had these defined teams, we had defined factions, just like we come to expect from Champions of the Galaxy releases in general. But it feels to me that this edition is going to really tighten those up, really shore up these factions. And, and in particular, um, there's no skirting the level of conflict between the teams. Um, if things get to, you know, pretty much a fever pitch. And, and while we've certainly seen in previous editions of Future Shock, like one-on-one contests that have been really heated. I mean, obviously Nexus and, and, and Ar- Anarchy come to mind. Um, but I'm curious as to uh, what you can say, uh, what you want to say at this point. And certainly we're going to talk more about it in particular at the con, but um what is behind that intent? Because again, it seems to be much more about these groups fighting one another uh, than it is necessarily about specific individuals really getting into those big beefs. Well, I, I mean, I, anybody who's been on a um, a team in a team sport, you know, a fight happens on the field and it, it it's not just the two guys involved. It rarely is. It's normally other guys get involved in it and it draws them into that conflict. Right. And so everybody gets emotional after that. Even if you're not involved in the fight, the rest of the game gets a little chippy. Well, I think things have gotten a lot, a little chippy here uh, in the CWF. Yeah. I think that's, and, 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 you know, I think that, you know, it's been building, right. I mean, what total anarchy did to Lord Nexus was, you know, I mean, pretty brutal. And, you saw sort of it's simmering over there in the last episode. He's got friends and and they weren't happy about it. Um, and Oracle seemed quite frankly, a little smug about it. Right. You're like, Oh yeah, no, well, okay. You know, so I, I, you know, I, I think that that would probably, I mean, I'm just putting myself in say nebulous shoes there. I'm probably not taking that very well. Right. Right. It wasn't like work was like, oh, I'm very sorry this happened. There, there was no apology. There was no, it'll never happen again. It was just okay. You know, so I, I think that's just sort of been the progression. I think people are really, um, it's a, and, and I think that the other thing to, to look at is, is the backdrop of all this. It's very tense, you know, just in, in the population at large, right? Right. Yeah. And, you know, you've got lots of change you know, a portal, which has been pretty predictable for as long as anyone can remember all of a sudden doesn't work, then it works, then it doesn't work like things like that going on. You've got a whole race of people who, you know, come out of nowhere and, you know, you know, demand everyone, you know, purity be restored and everything else. And then you've got, you know, crowds and rallies and, you know, for, you know, sort of the apocalypse is coming. And then you've got these, otherworldly beings the ravagers are supposed to come solve all your problems and they only create more um <laughs> you know people are are scared right people are on edge right. and i and i think that that um sort of spills over in the ring sometimes we talk about how um you know 
the conflicts in the ring are, are sort of, you know, we're going to settle the the world's problems in the ring. Well, sometimes the, the world's problems come into the ring. And I think that's what you're seeing to some degree. No, that's a great way of putting it. I mean, it's certainly something that I think, you know, wrestling is, is, is rich with. We, we've seen, you know, at times in history, just how, uh, how deep that runs sometimes in, in not in the best of taste, but uh, we we've obviously uh, always, you know, seen those kind of forces come into play, certainly in, in, in a, an American wrestling ring, perhaps more than, than other uh, outlets. But um, I, I, I'm curious too about some of the influences, uh, you know, without getting spoilery, one of the things obviously that Tom had mentioned uh, a few years back was the way that you know DC Comics and uh, the the multiverse and Crisis on Infinite Earths was kind of inspiring some of the things that he was doing? How much of that did you pick up on? Because there was a line, one line in particular in the handbook that stood out to me, and I, I don't know if it was intentional or not. That felt very much uh, in line with something that you would see from that kind of it, it was specifically DC Comics and, and and the way that they treat their multiverse as opposed to say you know Marvel or other multiverses out there. I wish I could think of what line you were talking about, but, um, <laughs> but, but um, I'll never tell. I mean, I will, but you know, I don't want to spoil anything. Um, no, I, I mean, I guess I won't say I'm not influenced by it. Um, I, I've never been as into the multiverse in the comics. Like that was sort of um, before my time, after my time, um, Sure, you know, uh, so I, I can't say I was as influenced by it as Tom was, but I think, um, you know, I, I always have to, again, I, I view it for the prism of this is like sort of a tribute to some of Tom's stuff, but I don't want it to just be a straight rehash. Um, right. And so you always have to, you, you have to give people some of what they expect and what makes them comfortable because some of these characters are, you know, in, in cases, many cases, people that they grew up with. Right. And so you, you want to give them something that they're comfortable with, but at the same time, you want this, um, something to be different and you have to have like there's a change and therefore that can have cascading effects right you know it's like the what if comics in marvel i think was is sort of one of the the classic examples of like what if this one thing changed how does that impact everyone else and so you have to sort of think that through the whole way so i'll say it's i guess what if comics are probably more and that was before they were really talking about multiverse in, Mar in marvel but that's in marvel yeah for sure for um, sure uh, and, you know, DC, I was less, I, you know, I, I read some DC, but not as much as I did Marvel. So, yeah. but, um, but I'd say what if is sort of where I'm, that's the space I've kind of played in. It's just if, what if focused on one story for a long, long time. Yeah. No, well, you know, it's interesting too, that you bring up what if, because obviously Marvel, the you know, cinematic universe has used the what if cartoon in particular as a way to explore that multiverse, uh, specifically. Um, uh, but I used to love what if as well, uh, one of my favorites was always what if the Hulk killed Wolverine? That was a great one. Anyway, um, Todd, uh, you, you know, don't want to forget that you're over there. Um, uh, my I, friend, this is my I, show, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm curious because obviously, you know, you, you've seen the, the content as well. Yeah. And, you know, going back uh, just a, a bit to talking about like the faction, um, warfare in particular um is there anything uh, avoiding spoilers as best we can is there anything that stood out to you uh with the direction that things are going um or, or anything maybe different than that you know did, were there were there any like single players that stood out uh, that you you know certainly you want to ask mike about oh geez how do i do this without being too spoilery um 
Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I, I think I might ask we'll just about... Sam take it all out in post-production. This is true. We could do that. <laughs> Don't uh, make I, more work for me. <laughs> <laughs> Ease yeah. me back in, guys. <laughs> One of the things I, I I thought was really unique was uh, I was you know the use of the promoter uh, prime uh, this this uh, the CHG prime oh for time. sure yeah so like in the past you know some of the cards there were kind of you know maybe a couple extra guys to get add in but here is much more kind of like different storylines around different characters and like you know some subtle changes to the cards there uh, you know I, we've we've already announced you know the darkest justice and. Rundar and um, Lord Nexus in there, um, you know. So, kind of, what what was your kind of thinking about, you know, uh, why to kind of put them in Prime or like, you know, or yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's always tough because uh, you know, originally I was debating whether I wanted to use Prime. I mean, in the past, I've I've used Prime when we've released um, mm-hmm. the last two cycles, and I was debating whether I wanted to do it or not. And I wound up with, I probably, I think I had like 17 cards on the list. Um, and I had a bunch of updates and I was like trying to narrow down which ones to do. And, and the way I ultimately did it was I looked at who had the biggest changes in the story. And, mm-hmm. and, and therefore that meant the cards were changing the most and therefore they were in the main set. And then the three cards that, you know, to me that, that, that I put into prime, they're, I don't want to say they're not necessary. They are, they, they tell an important part of each one of their stories. Um, but it's, I felt like if someone really didn't want to order COTG prime and prime, and by the way, I highly recommend you order COTG prime because I think it's going to be the best year for COTG prime we've had. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you were like, just, for whatever reason, couldn't say you couldn't afford it. Something, you know, you had something going on. You couldn't, you had to pick and choose. I wanted to be, you could still play out. The, these cards are not so fundamentally different that um, like, I mean, Samuel, you needed the Samuel card, right? right. Like that, yeah. that, that had to be in the main set. I felt like Rundar's card. It's, I think it's really cool. I mean, Todd, you know, I love the Rundar card personally. But I did there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, and yes, the talisman <laughs> of the ancients does have an impact. I'll just, Spoiler alert there too. It does have a storyline and gameplay impact. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I just want to say real quick, I've not seen the prime cards yet. That's true. That's right. You haven't. haven't, I've only, yeah, I've only seen the main set cards, but I will say just to interject briefly that based off of what's in the handbook, I am super jazzed for the prime cards. And I think Rundar probably the most even yeah. even prior to uh getting on and recording i had mentioned you know that there were some specific things that i had hopes for for rundar and i think it'll be really interesting to see that card yeah yeah so i mean he's got a, a storyline you know i'll just say he plays a bit of a pivotal role in the in the story um you know darkest justice uh big move yeah. you know but but he's still darkest justice like he's 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 not changing his style he's not changing his look i mean he he's still darkest justice he's just but he has a storyline you know pretty good storyline uh change so yeah. i i thought uh, uh, you know a card you know it's got some tweaks it's it's definitely evolving over his his uh future shock uh 2131 card mm-hmm. um but it's uh i think people find it interesting um, he's certainly just as ruthless as he ever was. So don't worry, we're not going soft with him. No. Um, 
And justice um, will be served. Yeah, and Nexus, you know, he's 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 coming back. So I mean, you could use his original card; it would sure. still fit. But I think when you look at when you look at the prime card, uh, you'll see that it, it it reflects his injuries um, and and some changes he's made to to compensate for that. Um, yeah. So um, you know, that, that was sort of my thought process, and it was I, I wanted like the guys you absolutely positively had to have there, and some really cool extra stuff in the prime uh cards yeah no, i think so, it was and I, I actually system. had two more i had two more i was really strongly considering but didn't do so but that's that's for another well, podcast there you go you know even even going back uh to you know some of those initial prime releases and, and, and speaking of zelos in particular like there's a character that i feel like if you don't have that character involved in your cwf you're missing out and 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 this isn't me trying to like pitch people into buying prime that don't buy prime i feel like probably the majority of people listening to this podcast already buy prime but that said i mean i i i think that there are some cards that are integral to the way that you can play your fed and while they might not necessarily be essential right you're getting the essentials in the set that uh you lose a little bit of that texture a little bit of that flavor that you could have without having some of those cards and i think that this you know this cycle will be no exception to that yeah i I think it's even more like it's kind of like the original special editions back in the day you know it was a nice absolutely i'd say even more so with some of these but yeah i think that's the whole thing you get a little extra flavor with it it's great right yeah because i mean some of those early special editions weren't even necessarily that different if different at all they were just you know the art was just different you know um but as 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 that progressed later on down the road i mean certainly those cards became in my opinion anyway essential to 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 your fed you you know you you could do without them kind of like mike saying but why would you why would you Uh, you know i mean it's it's i think i mean i'm just i i i would not want to play 2118 without those three cards i'll just yeah be very honest like to me they're 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 important to me they're i wouldn't have done the cards if they weren't important um but i but i really do think that they will provide a lot of um value to you as a booker i'll just say that there you go yeah Great. For sure. Um, speaking of added value, let's talk a little bit about Star Slayer. Uh, and the reason why I, I make that segue is because the the role that he will fill, um, I he brings so much to the table. And the character has always been interesting. And I think the way that you've used the character has been, uh, you know, not only fun but impactful in ways that might not necessarily have as much impact as say Oracle or the Ravagers coming back or, you know, that sort of stuff. But to me, there's something about the character and the role that he fills within the context of future shock that just, you'd be missing a lot without a character like that. We're getting an update. I love the fact that, you know, the blurb talks about the fact, you know, that he's been wrestling for 35 years now. Um, can you talk a little bit about this update and just the direction for the character overall? Well, let's see. Where do I go with this one? Um, you know, I think that first of all, I think he's playing a unique role in this uh, game edition. I don't, I don't know that there's ever been a character who quite kind of did what he's doing. Um, but I think that you know, I need. I felt like you know, what do what do guys do when they get older? They typically get in, you know, they slow down and maybe they get into tag team wrestling. 
you know, to sort of prolong their career. Um, and Tom did that the first time around, you know, obviously he brought the, the game masters back. Um, and, uh, when, you know, Thantos turned babyface. Um, and I think that it, likewise here, you know, it's, it's longer instead of going to tag wrestling earlier, he adapted his style. Um, but I felt like this was a good, good time for him to do this. And, and it, um, it fills a need on his team. I think that, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, they're fighting, um, you know, I mean, a team that they need to sort of be on their toes. And I think that, you know, he's going to use all of his experience, uh, to help, you know, check the egos at the door. Winning's what's important now. And that's what he's going to do. He's going to try and help his team, you know, win their feud and, you know, he's willing to do a lot of different things to do it. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the things, and this goes for multiple cards in the set, but one of the things that I love, and I, again, this is something I mentioned to you earlier is that there is always been a very old school feel to the future shock. And I think that there's something very welcoming about it to longtime fans of the game, not just because of the nods, um, or the reworkings perhaps of some of these characters and their histories, but also just because of the nature of the way that the stories tell told the way the characters are built. Um, and I, I've always appreciated that. I mean, even in my head, when I first, you know, started playing, it was very, it had a very, my fed had a very old school kind of feel to it. And you know, I even, I even kind of pictured it as being sort of like, you know, 89, 90 WCW almost, you know, kind of that vibe. Um, and I think that some of the mechanics that the cards have, uh, or, or even if they're not overt mechanics, but just some of the little things that you do add sort of that little bit of new school flavor, you know, stuff that we weren't obviously seeing back in, you know, the 2090s, for instance. And um, and Star Slayer in, in, this, in this set is no exception. And I love what you've done. And I, and I won't spoil it, but I love what you've done because, again, it just provides a lot of opportunities for bookers in the way that they use the card. And uh, I just think that that kind of stuff is um, it's, it, it stood out to me. It stood out to me as, as something unique and it, you know, he's not alone, that there are others like that as well. When, you know, and this also kind of goes hand in hand with what we were talking about with Prime earlier, but when you have the opportunity to maybe introduce some of these mechanics or to do unique things with the cards, um, does the idea come to you first or does it always just serve the story or the character that you're, as you're writing? Um, it's a good question. I, I think it's, it, there's a little bit of chicken and egg, right? Sometimes it's one, sometimes mm -hmm. it's the other, I, but I'd say it's mostly the story that drives it. Um, I try not to just make it a spot fest. If, if you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, <laughs> sure, yeah, this is, you know, you're trying to tell a story and sometimes you know, mechanics are important to a story. I'd say the one card that's a little bit of an exception to that in this set is Mad Attraction, simply because I didn't come up mm. with the card, right? It was, sure. it was Pete's um, creation. So I sort of had to then look at the mechanic and say, okay, how does that fit the story? And fortunately, it did. It's a great... It, it, I, actually, I remember talking to Pete on the phone about it, and I said, wait a minute, you know, that I could do, he's like, well, I'm sure you could come up with something I'm like, well, wait a minute. And I started talking through it with him. He's like, that sounds great. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it was like, I looked, there was something about what Pete wrote that he wrote it 
um, obviously original, well, maybe not obviously to people who are listening to this, but to three of us, it's obvious. But um, for those who don't know, he originally wrote this um, character as an FTR uh, with with the uh, mind that it was an FTR kind of card and that that's, he was coming into that sort of corner of the multiverse. Um, But he had two ideas for the character and one of them fit perfectly in with what I was doing. And that's why I, I grabbed it. Um, I thought it was, you know, I think he won this spot, like whatever, whatever that was 15 months ago or no more than that. It was, when did he get that? Was that, uh, 21, 2021, you won that spot. Yeah, it was 20, it was 21. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so, you know, it's been almost two years, um, since he won it. So I figured, you know, it was a good, a good idea it was to get out there for folks. You know what I mean? Like it, it, yeah. I didn't want that to sit on the shelf any longer. So I, so that one was a little different in that, you know, the cards there and I kind of had to fit the story around the character and, and that's part of the nature of when you're doing creative character stuff, obviously, but that was sort of oh, different. Absolutely. Um, cause, and he has some pretty interesting mechanics if, if, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. I'd, I'd say it's, it's the most, it's the, edgiest when it comes to mechanics i would say in, in the set. um but um aside I love from what that you did with him storyline wise too because it felt a little unexpected it was not you know upon viewing the card art and even reading the you know the blurb i did not expect the the, the placement and i and i appreciated that i think i think he's going to surprise people in on multiple levels well the, the thing with the teasers is it's so hard because you're trying to tease and not spoil Right. Right. And so you have to like when you're writing them, you have to walk this line to make it interesting, but without giving it away. And in his case, if it it, it was really hard not to that was a really hard teaser to write. I'll just say that because (laughs) there's there's some really fun stuff that goes on with this character that. And then you'll see when everybody reads the story, they'll see it's 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 really great. Pete did a great job. And, And I'll say that. Um you know, everything I came up with storyline wise was basically just an adaptation of what Pete did, taking it from him coming from somewhere in dimension uh, K and making him be from dimension Y. So that's the biggest change I made to it. Um, yeah. But um, just, I mean, it's, it, that was a hard one. I'll just say that some of these spoilers are are easy to write uh, or spoilers. The teasers are easy to write, but um, some of them are, you know, like Samuel was easy for me to write. That was a simple one. Um, Mad Attraction was a more challenging one. Well, one of the things I'll say, and, and this might be light, light, light spoiler, at least hinting in that direction. But I, I love the way that I think clearly, based off of what you just said, you had to alter his backstory ever mm-hmm. so slightly. Yes, yeah, that, that, and I, I think the, I think the way that you did that it ties so well into the fabric of the bigger story that's going on. And I really, really liked that. Well, thanks. I mean, it was, I, it, that it was like one of those things when, when he described who this character was to me, I was like, bang. And it just, it clicked. Cause it was something I, I don't want to say I had it in the back of my head because I didn't have this character ever there. So this is like, but it fit in with something that I had a gap in. I'll just say that I was I wanted to explore something on it and I didn't have any way any vehicle to do it. And I think this this is kind of a cool, you know, it's it's one of those uh serendipitous moments. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Um, all right, let's talk about somebody who I think got uh, a, a lot of people talking, certainly piqued my interest big time. 
time was uh, a fan favorite. Um, it, at least appears to be. You've been cagey in the past with uh, if somebody is actually somebody from our the you know the the, the past of the game or not. But uh, it's 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 undoubted that uh, uh, even based off of the teaser and and the way the te- teaser was titled, that Vagabond Warrior, uh, you know, has ties strongly to a fan favorite character from uh, Ace back in the day. And uh, the way that you shepherded this character along uh, has been uh, wonderful. Uh, the, the, you know, the, I think the, the writing of the character and the things surrounding the character is, is great and um, brings me to a point that I'll mention in a minute. But talk a little bit about Vagabond Warrior, what you can say, and if you want to address the, the links to the character uh, of the past... Or well, I, I'd, I would say anyone who thinks there's a link is probably onto something. Um, <laughs> I, I'll say that, um, you know, a, out of, uh, I'll just say out of respect for Chris's creativity and what he gave to our uh, game, I try and be respectful of that and not totally, you know, hijack it. But there's certain characters that, and I've talked about it with Chris and Chris has, has been very supportive of uh, us doing this. So I think that, uh, yeah, the links there, it's a um, little different than the last time you saw him though. I'll just say For that. Sure. Um, and, um, but I'm really excited about him. Um, I, I think he's got um, some really cool. Um, he, he brings something really cool to the story that I don't know anyone would see coming right off the bat, the way he sort of makes his mark, I think is, is, is cool. Um, you know, I'm really looking forward to his first match and I'm not even sure who it's going to be against yet. <laughs> I'll just say that. No, that's, that's fair. Um, so this brings me in again, this, if I hint too much, feel free to, to sh- shut me down, but that brings me to, yeah, exactly. Uh, that brings me to something that I've been wanting to ask, honestly, since we started this conversation, because I mentioned earlier about the faction um, warfare and how important it seems in particular to this set. And, and those mm-hmm. lines are clearly drawn. One of the things that I love is that there is undoubtedly in, in my mind, there's an element and I don't want to draw parallels strictly to like the NWO by any means, but there is definitely an element of kind of that mid nineties, late nineties vibe that we saw in both WCW and WWF, where we would see, you know, groups of wrestlers attack other wrestlers in the ring on their way to the ring backstage, etc. So mm-hmm. often one of the things in particular that WCW just bungled along the way with the NWO is never once did it seem like there was a cohesive unit to actually go against them. And by the the time they actually did that it just ended up being a splinter group of the original group i love the fact that over the course of 2118 you established that that is definitely not the case that we have got you know we've got actual teams together that are willing to take on these opposing forces that are cohesive units as opposed to it being you know somebody drops from the rafters or not that that's not cool, um, but but that there's you know that there's something more at play here again with those with those teams. Did that influence you at all? And you know what can you say about the, the sort of the the makeup that went into uh, you know some of the the ways that these teams pair off against one another? Well, I mean, I was watching like millions of other people uh, wrestling at that time, uh, so I can't say it didn't influence me, um, but I, I can't say it was at the front of my mind when I wrote this. Um, 
I just felt like um, I had always wanted to bring Vagabond Warrior in. Um, he was always a character that I planned to have in. I know a lot of people are like, why wasn't he there in, you know, 21, 15, like right from the start? Why wasn't he? Well, I felt like sometimes it's better for a character to come in later um, mm-hmm. when it makes more sense, when you can um, sort of have that impact be important. And this is, a, you know, a pivotal moment in in the fed and and i think it, it's the right time for someone like him to come in and the other side of it is you know you know chris's stories you know people say oh he's in the beginning of ace well ace was 2119 um right you know this you're is not even there yet yeah <laughs> right i'm not even there yet um so you know i think that you know you're gonna see timings different for for certain characters and um you know i but i think that he this was the time for him to come in like i'll just say flat out like this is when he needed to be here um because yeah. he has a pivotal role to play well not it, that i want to keep saying pivotal i think i've said pivotal like you, 30 you have a lot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um no i mean I, I, I again i i just think that things are really well defined there's got there's there's so much going for it you know we haven't even gotten a chance to talk about all of the characters yet but um at, at the expense of just you know running wild here in our in our comeback episode uh i do kind of want to wrap things up but one of the things that uh i think goes hand in hand in some ways with this sort of comeback episode of roll up is that it's been a while since the last future shock set and there's been some time off did you feel any added pressure knowing that you'd had this extended layoff to come back and really just have full throttle and really give you know just a hell of a boost to the story and 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 some really exciting new characters or did you just kind of feel like i've got a plan i'm gonna go with my plan i got a little extra time to write it's all good yeah let's let's go with the last one i'm cool (laughs) um well i mean look there, there we had a lot of champion stuff going on over the last year and a half which is basically what it's been since um future shock last uh came out um you know and i i willingly put it to the side to let some other stuff go forward because i thought it was important i just thought it was good to let other things uh breathe um you know and and but uh, you know i don't want to say i felt more pressure i just really wanted to give people something that they'd uh, like every other game edition i really want to give people something that they enjoy um that's why i write it um I probably the extra time I had too much, I wanted to say. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's probably two or three, Todd, do you remember what I said? Like three, two or three different segments I cut from the handbook. You said um, at least two two big ones you did. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I know there were two huge ones that I cut um, just because I felt that they, you know, sometimes, you know, you need you can only handle so much. Right. And then things become too big. Um, so I had to like cut some stuff out because it was like less was more sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there were a couple of, um, I think there were two or three major scenes that I rewrote, um, at the end, I'd say the last month and a half, uh, month, month and a half, just cause I was not, um, happy with them. Um, sure. Um, you know, I'll I'll tell you off air which ones. Um, yeah, actually, I'm the, curious. Actually, I didn't even ask about that before. So, well, actually, but, the last two. I'll say this right now: the last two 
scenes before the character okay. summary. I, I rewrote okay. both of them uh, pretty heavily. Um, gotcha. And I think there was one other one that I, re- I wrote, rewrote um, as well. But those two were heavy rewrites from what I originally had in my notes. Um, right. And well, it's because I cut one scene and then that made those two scenes kind of have to change. Um, For sure. Yeah. And, I don't think there's much that you have in there that it seems superfluous. It's like there's a no, lot of meaning to all the scenes not. that are in there. Yeah. Well, and that's probably the benefit of the extra time was yeah. it gave me like I had to really think about like what I had and what I, you know, did I really need that? Like, so it gave me an extra time. I said that that was probably the biggest impact of the extra time. I mean, it's lean and that's the thing, you know, I mean, it's basically, I mean, the story is basically told over like what, like 12 pages, you know, the booklet obviously is, is a bit larger than that because we've got lots of character bios and stuff or whatever, but like, yeah, but, but the, but the story itself, and one of the things that I'll say, and I, this is something I definitely want to talk more about once it's released and promoters have it in their hands, but there's so much good uh, character development and flavor added to these personalities that, you know, you've spent time with and, 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 and obviously the new ones as well. It feels like we are building towards a big payoff. Um, not that there aren't payoffs within the context of this edition, cause there are, um, but it feels like the biggest payoffs are yet to come. Is that something that we can expect for 2119 or are we going to, uh, you know, are things going to take a little, a little bit longer before we, before we reach kind of those, the big answers? Well, I, I think there'll be some answers, right? I mean, there's going to be some answers. Uh, I think that um, you always have to have something that keeps going, right? There has to be some more two stories you have to, you, but there's also, sometimes you have to close a chapter to begin a new one. Um, and so I think that there'll be, I'll just say that I, there's some things are still up in the air in my mind. Uh, but I think that, um, it's my intention to at least close the door on a couple of these, uh, stories. Right on. Well, I think promoters are really good. And and I'll just say this one, one like little teaser. Um, I think I have, probably one of the characters I am most excited about that we're not teasing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, just so people don't think like, Oh, well you, you, you did Vagabond warrior and that was the, the big one. And I have one, I have one new character to the CWF. Um, I am super excited about Um, somebody who I had a plan for like in my mind when I wrote the very first set always intended this character um, to come in and he evolved a little bit from what I originally had, but not too much. Um, But I am super excited that I get to debut him uh, this game edition. Um, And, and I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited about Mr. Centra's associate. He's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a cunning individual. Um, yes, yeah. Very much I, so. I, you know, uh, the, 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 the non-teased character uh, I am thrilled for. 
Um, but I, I think that overall people are going to, to walk away from, you know, this particular chapter, um, just feeling really jazzed and ready to play. And, and that's probably about the biggest compliment I can give. Right. You know, I mean, that's the whole point. You, you, you read the book and then you just get the dice rolling right away. And that's exactly what this booklet made me want to do, which is something that I haven't done in a while. So I'm, I'm grateful for that because it's, uh, it's, it's, it's good stuff. And I think people are really going to enjoy it. And I look forward to getting to talk more about it because we didn't even get to talk about Scorched Earth or Peerage, um, both of which are great characters. I think Peerage in particular is going to bring uh, a lot to the table for people. Or I think people have fun writing him. Uh, and, uh, and again, Scorched Earth uh, is a really interesting character and I think has an interesting um, dynamic. I'll just leave it at that. Um, Todd, anything else that you want to talk about with Mike about Future Shock before we uh, get ready to, to wrap things up? No, man, I just can't wait to roll them out there. I'm looking forward to getting my cards. My, uh, you know, my Centrifed's been on pause for a bit, you know. I don't even have a ring crystal. Ah, right. Well, I think... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you owe a dime to Chad Olson. Um, but uh, I, I think that, you know, I, I think that, again, having that that year and a half off, um, there is something that is going to be very satisfying for promoters uh, being able to, you know, to get started with their with their fed again um or you know just pick up right where they left off last week because let's face it you know some people have been rolling this whole time um but with all that said, we'll bring the discussion to a close on Future Shock. Uh, again, I'm really looking forward to talking more about it, especially once promoters have uh, the set in their hands. Uh, speaking of which, let's talk a little bit about release schedule. Uh, what can we tell promoters looking forward to getting their cards both in the mail and online? Oh, I can't defer to Todd anymore on this. Um. Well, I'm hoping. When are we dropping this episode, Sam? Uh, I, I mean, within probably the next 24 hours. So I, I right, plan then, on. Okay. I, yeah. Then it's not in the mail. I was wondering if, like, depending on when we're dropping this, I might say, well, hopefully it's arriving at your mailbox now. Um, the full intention is for um, all pre-orders to be out by the end of the week. Um, so I'll just say that obviously they're things that happen in, in, in the real world, but, uh, um, you don't say, yeah, yeah. So, so the, I I think, and we'll have an online launch probably Monday, um, is is the plan as of right now. Yeah. Fantastic. So, So less than a week away when this podcast hits your ears, you will be at least hopefully having some online action going and likely people will start getting their stuff in the mail uh, around that time as well, which is always exciting. Uh, Getting that envelope is a huge thrill. And uh, as I was packing up and moving stuff over um, from my in-laws who've been generous enough to uh, put us up for these past few months, at least uh, while we work towards the new place, um, you know, one of the first things that came over obviously were my cards and, uh, I still had the envelope from my, from my last set of cards. And, uh, it was, it was nice cause I was able to just store some stuff in there, but anyway, um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to legends, ladies three and best of the Indies 2023 as well. That best of the Indies set has some amazing names in it. I'm super excited about like Aramis for instance. And, uh, uh it, it's just a fun looking set. Uh, Richard holiday, who was announced obviously back at the perennial, um, is 
cool name. Uh, um, Carrie Morton, uh, Ricky Morton's son, uh, being in the set is also a highlight. Uh, but there's again, there's just some great names um, throughout that set. That we didn't we'll even touch on Prime. Soon. Yeah, yeah. Prime's got some bangers too, right? <laughs> Prime, yeah. I mean, Golden Boy Danny, Danny Spivey. I mean, that's a pretty awesome announcement. Um, and uh, uh, and yeah, I, I mean, obviously the Prime names for Future Shock, as we mentioned, and the Prime names for uh, Indies. Indies would, Prime, though. Yeah. Indies Prime's got great names. Yes. I mean, it, this yes. is. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Wildcat Chris Harris will be uh, a great addition as well um, to, to your feds, um, you know, team them up with, uh, with one James storm. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, again, I think it's going to be a great release cycle. And, and of course, um, you, you know, things are just getting started because we got more exciting stuff coming your way in July. So um yeah. We'll be talking, obviously, a lot more about uh, the upcoming releases. Uh, and once they've reached promoters' hands, we'll be able to go a little bit more in depth, which will be exciting. Um, and, uh, yeah, Todd. Yeah, I yeah. just wanted to mention uh, that, you know, just a reminder that Promoter Prime is shipping separately. So you might get your main set cards a little bit before you get your Prime cards, but they should be soon thereafter there. You know, just as soon as I can drop them in the mailbox as soon as I get them in my mailbox. Or at least on my porch. <laughs> they don't fit in the mailbox. My uh, mailbox is too small. <laughs> it's inch, I, you know, now that you mention it, I'm wondering because with the the, the community that we moved into, uh, we don't have an individual mailbox. We have like shared mailboxes, like banks of mailboxes, and it is kind of small. So I'm I'm wondering if it'll just be left on my doorstop. I'm 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 assuming that that's what'll happen. And by doorstop, of course, I mean doorstep. It's been a long week, folks. Did I mention that? <laughs> <Sorry>. um, <laughs> But uh, speaking of long weeks, it's going to be a long wait, even though it's shortly appro- or swiftly approaching. The road to Galacticon uh, is Sunday, May the 7th uh, from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern time. I am really looking forward to it. I mentioned earlier, of course, the interview with Joe Malenko. Joe is awesome. And uh, one of the things that happened uh, in Waterloo is I was standing and admiring a robe. And I honestly don't even remember whose robe it was. Uh, But somebody comes up behind me and starts talking about like the history of the robe. And I'm just kind of nodding along. And uh, it was it was Joe. And uh, and he was just so, you know, approachable the whole weekend um and i'm really looking forward to to chatting with him um obviously he's you know just a an incredible resource lots of, of wisdom and uh, lots of knowledge um due to his career in the business of course but also his family um is you know kind of an institution as well so looking forward to that and of course there'll be tournaments um for best of the indies future shock legends ladies um and we'll have a panel discussion with tom and the rest of the staff discussing the newest games, upcoming releases, and events. And don't forget that there will be an auction. Todd, anything you want to add to that about the con? No, I think you got it all there. Yeah, we'll we'll have the uh, um, uh, the the you know, discussion rooms open early. You know, we'll uh, try to set up a, a separate uh, you know a separate room for people who just want to chat. Uh, so you know, we're not gonna in the way of some of the, you know, the, the other, uh, tournaments going on. And then we'll, we'll keep the, um, uh, the, the discussion room kind of open until about two 30 when we'll start the, the main program there. So, you know, if you're just in there for the interviews and the panels and stuff like that, that'll start at two 30, but you know, feel free to join us, uh, starting at 11, if you want to be in tournaments or if you just want to hang out and chat with some other people, uh, you know, I think that's, that's part of the game there. So, 
Uh, should be fun. Yeah, looking forward to seeing uh, you know who you know who all signs up for the tournament. We got lots of good ones there. Mike, you were gonna say something? I was gonna say. Speaking of getting together, seeing people. Uh, oh just yeah. A little shout out to Pete Beck Scott yes. is uh, the first gathering of promoters in Central Maryland. Uh, so that's coming up this Saturday, uh, April 29th, uh, from eleven to five. Uh, at uh, down in uh, what town is he in? Um, Odenton, I think he's in Odenton. Odenton yeah, somewhere somewhere Maryland there. Yeah, not yeah, in, in between. You, in between, you can go. If, if you know how to find our podcast, you can find it on the discussion board. I guarantee you're yes. you're confident yes. enough to find it there. Uh, if not, you can message, email, call, Facebook, yeah. whatever you want to do with Pete. He'll 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 uh, hook you up. But I'm going to be there. I think uh, uh, loud and noxious will be there. And I believe <laughs> there's a rumor that even Kevin the Butcher will be there. So it, there's a whole smorgasbord of people coming. So nice. we'll, uh, um, you know, we'll look forward to uh, seeing everybody who comes out. It should be a good time. Yeah, I wish yeah, I could absolutely. be there. I, I will be in the woods yet again. But uh, <laughs> as I have to be there, uh, Todd's going to be in the woods. Sam's going to be painting, but yeah, you'll have to settle for the lesser member of the trio and I will be there. No, I do not think I'm going to be painting this weekend. I think I am going to take a weekend off. I don't Good. think I'm you, going to do it. anything. Yeah. Uh, I do need it. My body is angry uh, nice at me for all the work, it's, but I, that's exactly WF. what I think I'm going to do. Cool. I am going to be rolling the dice, uh, whether virtually or, uh, live and in person. Um, no, that sounds like an awesome gathering. What a great, yeah. great crew, great roster of uh, people to get together, uh, hang out talk about the game. Uh, that's awesome that Pete, uh, put that together. I think, uh, yeah, if anybody's in that, in that vicinity and you can make it, uh, you should definitely try. Um, it's always great to hear about the, you know, the get togethers that are happening all throughout the year uh, across the country, you know, whether yeah, it's there's the just one last weekend. Yeah. It's yeah, just one yeah, last yeah, weekend yeah. in Iowa too, you know, um, you know, or of course, uh, if there's anything, uh, um, happening on the west coast east coast etc any points in between it's just really really cool um that coming out of the past few years we're getting together in person was not always possible um that there's that there's so much cool stuff happening around the game um and and just proves that the, that the community is as lively and vibrant as ever um if you're listening to this podcast thank you so much thank you for taking the time to do that thank you for being a member of this community thank you so much for uh you know adding in all the wonderful things that promoters do um um, we really appreciate it. Todd, what you got, sir? I did want to say one more thing here. Um, there is one other opportunity to kind of see both Mike and me, if you really want to. And you could also see people like, I don't know, like Bret Hart and uh, the Brooklyn Brawler and Demolition and the Killer Bees and your your good friend Magnum T.A., <laughs> uh, and uh, who else is Nikita Cole? Jerry Briscoe. Jerry Briscoe, Sergeant Slaughter, lots of different people. So, we're going to be uh, part of the 80s Wrestling Con also the same weekend as uh, the Road to Galacticon, the day before on that Saturday in Morristown, New Jersey. We are going to have a table there. It's kind of in between me and Mike. We kind of, you know, so it's a good opportunity with, uh, you know, Jerry and Brian Blair both being there and, you know, just kind of you know, a good. Good, uh, good wrestling con. We haven't been to one in quite a while, so uh, we will have a table there. I know uh, Milton uh, is going to be joining us, going to help it out that day as well. Uh, so yeah, if, you, if you're in the area there, you want to, you know, either meet some wrestlers or just you know say hi to us. You know, that's another opportunity as well. 
That sounds awesome. Um, uh, I know that there's some other cool stuff happening uh, coming up shortly, including uh, there's a, a con in St. Louis um, that I yep. know some folks are going to. I think Chad uh, is going, Barry's going. Uh, I'm sure some others uh, are venturing out as well. Uh, I was thinking about it. I don't think it's going to happen for me um, just because there's only so many hours in the day and there's still lots of stuff to do. But that said, in July in Waterloo, I will be there in person and I'm so looking forward to getting together and hanging out with everybody again. Um, and you know, seeing old friends and making new ones. Um, Mike, you got anything else before we get out of here? No, I better go. I just, it's, uh, about quarter to 11 here on the East coast as we record this and it's pitch black outside. Allegedly the Aurora Borealis may be out there. I don't know if it is or not, but um, I just heard a neighbor firing up a lawnmower outside, which is really kind of scary at <laughs> quarter to 11 at night. So, um, well, no, I, I, so I better go make sure that, you know, there's not like a killer lawn out there somewhere that needed a mowing. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, but uh, no, I, it's the beginning of be a back. Stephen King novel. Exactly. Um, but it's, it's great. Ooh, I've got an idea for next set. Um, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, great, great, great to be back with you guys. Uh, I'm, uh, you know, Sam, I'm so sorry that you had to be away, but, but, you know, we're um, we're glad you're back. Uh, glad to be doing this show again. And, uh, you know, good night to our uh, friends on the Baltic. Absolutely. Stu's already fast asleep. Um, three eggnogs deep. No, yeah. uh, I just want to uh, say, uh, give a shout out, of course, to all uh, of the the wonderful folks out there making and producing any sort of Phil Singer Games content. Of course, the Uncharted Territory crew, Chad, Corey, Stu, and Tim. Um, certainly want to give a shout out to Grant uh, for all the amazing work uh, that he's been doing. The solo promoter stuff is just so damn cool. So many great videos, so many great you know, just mm-hmm. tips and tricks and, you know, ways to do awesome stuff. Uh, it's, it's, it's just fantastic. So, uh, check it out if you, if you haven't already. And if you're listening to this, you probably already have. Um, and of course, uh, don't want to forget, um, you know, Brock with, uh, Brockster builds and, 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 and Mike, uh, with doing the, the character spotlights, of course, um, you can find all their stuff over on the Facebook and YouTube. Um, and, and, and anyone else who's taken the time to put something together and get something out there, um, uh, whether or not it's just, uh, not just, but whether or not it's results on the boards or on Facebook, or if it's bootlegs, or if you're making videos, if you're making a podcast, if you're, you know, just telling your neighbor, uh, about playing this cool game with cards and dice. We appreciate it. We appreciate you. Oh, and one last thing. I can't believe I forgot to say this because I always shill this point. If you cannot make the virtual con, if you want to talk about cool cards, make sure you still pay for that $10 ticket because it will get you the two exclusive cards, including one Legends cards and one Champions of the Galaxy card. You do not want to miss these cards. These cards have literally sold for triple digits in auctions on eBay, etc., etc., etc. Get your cards. You will be sorry if you don't get your cards. So make sure you pick up that ticket, if only for the cards, even if you cannot attend. We certainly hope to see you there, though. Uh, so with all that said, look, I'm going to be honest. Grief is real. Mourning is hard. There's a lot of shit that goes through your head. There's a lot of stuff that you got to deal with just getting out of bed in the morning. You're not alone. There are always people around. Even if you can't see it, 
even if you had a hard time accepting it. That's just kind of pride getting in your way. Sometimes all you can do is give yourself over to the people that love you, the people that care about you, the people that are willing to lift you up, and the people that are willing to be patient with you. I appreciate your patience. I appreciate your time. Take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. Stay safe out there. And remember, promoters, always roll responsibly. Mm -hmm.